listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo back in the studio. Welcome, David. Thank you, Jason. Happy Wednesday, everyone. And uh, it is a live program now, of course, um, probably on a lot of our recordings. We say this is a live program, but today, just to prove it, (laughs) it is the 23rd of... 24th. 24th of May, sorry, <laughs> I read that wrong. Now they really know. Something on my watch is saying 23, I don't know what that means, but it's the 24th of um, May today. It's definitely not 23 degrees. So if you're listening on uh, Wednesday the 24th, the 24th of May, mm-hmm. this is live. So there you go. Um, I know that uh, many of our programs during the week um, are replays at the moment, so we're mm. hoping to get back on here full-time in the future, but uh, right now we're doing Wednesdays and Thursdays. So, now, David, uh, we were just chatting before we yeah. started that um, a lot of your friends are sharing some things on social media lately. Yeah. Tell us about that. It's exciting. Actually, um, it's about a, the newest uh, American Idol winner, and uh, it's exciting because, you know, a lot of my friends are islanders like myself. And, um, yeah, we're just excited. It's an 18-year-old boy <laughs> who's uh, he's Tongan. Oh, he's got Samoan in him as well, and Irish. But uh, the first time somebody shared a video, and uh, I was absolutely moved when he sang, you know. Like, it wasn't mm. the most, didn't have the, the most uh, incredible voice, but he just knew how to tell a story. Mm. You know? and, and, he, and he sang a song because his father has passed away recently. And he sang a song that was... Um, Related to that, you know, it was a oh, man. I, I was in tears, you know, mm. at the end of it. I was like, man, who's this guy? Smooth voice and everything. And, you know, that was, a, that was his audition. And I don't know how long it takes, but I don't know if it's been months or weeks, but he's now the winner of American Idol. And, wow. yeah, that's been pretty exciting. And, you know, I've, I've actually learned a couple of the songs that just, you know, just like playing it at home. I'm like, wow, man, what a, you know, what an, uh, I mean, traditionally, orally, you know, that, Storytelling is a big thing with Islanders, so it's nice to see it on stage, you know, mm. like a big platform that this kid knows how to storytell through, story music, through, well. through yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's amazing. Mm. So that's been exciting. It, it really adds so much power to a message. Um, I, I find it anyway because I'm a musician. Yeah. And uh, when you hear <clears throat> a great performance, but as you say, there's something special that some people have the ability to just put all of their emotion into that. Yeah. And somehow that. Um, transfers to the listener. Oh, you, know? it's, uh, y- mm. you feel like you're the only person that they're singing to. Yeah. You know, like they're mm. telling your story, you mm. know, like, oh, wow. You know, it just made me f- think about my dad and how much I love him. And I was like, man, this guy, you know, like, you know, actually, actually that night I called my dad just to say hello because mm. of the, because of the song. You know, I was mm. like, far out. This is amazing. But it's been a, been a week of, uh, emotional roller coaster. You know, earlier in the, in the week, I learned too through, um, social media that one of my favorite, uh, Christian authors and theologian, in fact, he's he's a um, probably my favorite apologist. When I say apologist, I mean he he's able to connect the culture um, with with uh, what we study in the Bible. His name's Timothy Keller, and um, he's not an Adventist, but uh, some of the books he wrote. Because um, when I was looking at um, apologetics, you know, um, the reason for God is one of his books, which is amazing. And in fact, you know, we're talking about marriage, and one of his books called "The Meaning of Marriage" is. Um, incredibly influential as well you mm. know? and some of the stuff some of his stances 
you know, like like I said last week, just looking more and more into the Bible and marriage, I don't really follow his line of um, his convictions, but man, he's he was an amazing man. I actually really wish that I could have gone to New York and spent some time with him under, under his mentorship and just how he went to New York. They said to him, uh, your mission is to start a church here. And the church is enormous now, but that mm. was back in the 80s, you know, and they said, how are you going to do it in New York? The most mm. pluralistic, secular, you know, postmodern city you're ever going to get to. And mm. he was able to connect the dots for them, you know, and, and make people question, oh, perhaps there is a God. You know, mm. Perhaps there is an ancient document that has a lot to say. And so, wow. Mm. Yeah, so it's been been quite a week, you know. I, I'm actually still quite sad for um, you know, with, with that passing because I don't. I think he's still got more to give, and but I'm really excited about Ian Tongi, the American Idol winner as well, you know, <laughs> being able to be on that platform. What, what a week! Yeah, mm. Mm. David, we're doing your series called "The Currency of God's Kingdom." Mm. Can, before we just uh, recap on last week's where we talked about marriage. Tell me the thrust of that title of this uh, series of programs. Well, what's what's behind that? Currency of God's Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really believe that uh, God created the family unit, beginning with Adam and Eve, marrying Adam and Eve, to um, give us a demonstration, not only just, not only intellectually, but emotionally, and, you know, everything we get to experience, what it means to be living in a, a loving relationship, which means what it means to live in God's kingdom, you know, mm. how, how, how it feels to be valued by God, to have somebody that um, you never doubt their, their, you never doubt their trust, you always trust them, you never doubt their love for you, you never doubt that they've, mm. they've always got your back, you know, like that's, mm. that's what we, well, that's what we're, the family unit's supposed <laughs> to be. That's the idea. Yeah, that's the yeah. idea, and correct. Often it uh, it doesn't turn out that way for many people. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that yeah. today, aren't we? Mm, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so last week we did talk about marriage and uh, we did have some questions come in that um, I think partly during this uh, program today um, some of those questions might be answered. Mm -hmm. Um, But nevertheless, if you've still got questions, feel free to text in during our program. And we've got our show number for Tassie Encounters. It's 0488-880-891. Uh, we've got a free book offer coming up uh, later as well. But, yeah, do do uh, let us know where you're listening from. If you've got any questions about this topic, marriage, mm. and in particular, um, this is sort of part two, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about divorce today. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, hopefully um, some of those questions that were asked last week will get answered through this program. Um, so uh, where'd you like to start off today? I, I think just you saying that, I, I think a disclaimer, first of all, is I'm not any professional or anything like that in mm-hmm. uh, family ministries of, of, any, of any type. I'm, what I'm sharing and what I really want to encourage is for everyone to go into Scripture and, and um, explore it and realize what, what the Word has to say about um, you know, us keeping our relationships uh, close and understanding God's kingdom. And when it comes to divorce... Um, I really want to make the point that in any case, the, oh, I hate using the word ideal, but God's intention was for man and woman to be together forever. Mm. That was the intention. Um, since the fall or since sin, understanding that sin is in the world, what we see God do is he gives, he understands the situation we're in. And we're going to find that in the, in the study that we're going to do today or in the discussion we're going to have, in God's grace and God's generosity, 
he he says, yeah, I know your situation that you're in, and I know that we live in a sinful world, and so here are some things that I've done in order for you to be able to live at peace, but at the same time, um, ensure that you know that you're still following following Jesus. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's, uh, and, and this is always an interesting discussion. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting and it's it's challenging and difficult for some uh, as well because uh, many have held a very strict and rigid mm. perspective on mm-hmm. this. and um, Like myself. <laughs> yeah. And so we... And, you know, if somebody's been through uh, a marriage breakup and divorce, mm. um, they can feel um, almost like unclean. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, <laughs> you know it's, I mean? it's true what you say, you know. Mm. Like, and, and I suppose that's the only place that I'm coming from when I talk about this. It's a very practical place that I come from because I've dealt with um, couples going through this type of situation. I've dealt mm. with people that have been through it and wondered, how come that person went quiet? Or why did that person, you know, and when you go to visit them, mm. you know, then they say, oh, well, you know, during my divorce, this is how I, and I was like, oh, you know, and doing the discussion, it was basically making this person feel inferior, you know, mm. like, man, I, I mm. really messed up. I, you know, it just reminded me again that I didn't do a good job, you know, I'm like, wow, far out. This is, and it's, it's common. Mm. It's a common, common thing, you know, and I'm talking about inside the church. Mm. So if it's common inside the church, then, you know, outside the church, of course, that's happening as well. And I want, mm not just the people in church to know, I mean, people outside the church to know, hey, the family unit is a demonstration of God's kingdom. You know, this is where we mm-hmm. where we understand it. So I think it's an important discussion to have. And uh, I am no way trying to, you know, because the human, the human nature, you know, for those that have probably been through it or, or are thinking about it or going through it right now, uh, probably thinking, oh, you know, I want to find out what the Bible has to say to give me the out. You know, that, that's definitely not what, what I'm trying to say here. You know, I'm, I'm, my encouragement, just like last year, is to stay, last week, sorry, last week's discussion, is marriage is important. Do everything to stay in the marriage, but you're going to see that God actually offers these um, places of, I understand what you're going through, and here are some things that I've put in place to ensure that you can still follow me and have a clear conscience. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. We've got a question for you today, and we'd love to hear from you. Mm. How would marriage be if there was no option to separate? <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting question, David. I'll be interested to see whether anybody's brave enough to answer mm. it. How would marriage be if there was no option to separate? We'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on that? 488 Our first song this morning is Oh Love That Will Not Let Me Go by Chris Rice. Let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe That in thine ocean depths its flow May richer, fuller be Followest all my way I yield my flickering torch to thee My heart restores its borrowed ray That in thy sunshine's blaze its day May brighter, fairer be 
through pain I cannot close my heart to thee I trace the rainbow through the rain And feel the promise is not vain That morn shall tearless be up my head I dare not ask to fly from thee I lay in dust life's glory dead and from the ground there blossoms red life that shall endless peace life that shall endless peace Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Leo on the topic of marriage and divorce. Mm. And uh, before the break, we asked you a question How would marriage be if there was no option to separate? Text us in your answer on 0488880891. We've had David Edgar text in from Western Australia. Thanks, David, for your message. Um, we'll read that and uh, understand it in a moment, but. Uh, mm. Uh, thanks for listening today and uh, texting in. David, um, we are going to be talking about this topic of marriage and divorce, but uh, we're also going to get into some biblical passages today. For sure. Because we're not just talking our own ideas here. No. <laughs> but, but in a way, we are grappling with, with some of these uh, principles that are, that are presented in the Scriptures, aren't we? That's right, yeah. Because it's not an easy topic. It's, it's true. I mean, from what you're saying now, I mean, we'll, we'll look at it again later, but uh, Paul actually uses this line. He says, not I, but the Lord, mm. you know. Uh, oh, sorry, not, and, uh, and then he, he reverses it. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And it's it's like he's saying, you know, the, Jesus didn't say this specifically, mm. but I'm saying this. Mm. You know, so he speaks from an authority position of being an apostle, mm. but he's saying, hey, listen, I know your situation because in Corinthians, the gospel's gone from just being with the Jews, now it's in with the Gentiles, Gentiles and yeah. Paul's kind of sh- showing, I understand the situation here as well, so mm. this is what, but we'll, we'll look at that later on. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to get a Mark 10. Sure. Mark 10 is where we're going to start this discussion, and we'll look at some other places in the gospel as well, so we can, we can find out what Jesus says about marriage, and his answer to these um, questions from the Pharisees about divorce. But uh, we're starting at Mark 10, verses 1, uh, down to 9 to start off with. Sure. It says, And he left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, it was as was his custom, he taught them. And Pharisees came up, and in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this command. 
But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore has what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Okay, so <clears throat> the first thing we find out here is, in his uh, time of teaching, the Pharisees have come to test Jesus to see how knowledgeable he is. And he puts to them, well, what, do, what does the law of Moses say? Because that's where the Pharisees specialize, mm. right? Mm. And they bring up, well, the law of Moses says this, give a certificate of divorce. And Jesus gives the reason. Did you hear that? Mm. Why, why did God permit, why did God give Moses that law? Mm. Because man had hardened their Hardness hearts. of heart, yeah. right? We're mm. talking about sin here. Yeah. You know, so with the hardness of heart, uh, men have the hardness of heart. Mm. And so Jesus then, he swings back to Genesis. Mm. This was the intention of marriage. Mm. Yeah? Marriage was for this reason. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Right? And then in verse 9, he says, What God has joined together, let not man separate. Mm. There's an inference there that it's not God that separates. Right? Yeah. It's man that is responsible for this. Mm. You know, um, I mean, this, is, this, this goes pretty deep. I mean, when it comes to separation... Separation from God, the Bible gets, tells us in Isaiah fifty nine two that iniquity separates from God. You know, the sin is separation from God, and the wages of sin is death. You know what I mean? So, at the very, very bottom line of separation is sin, right? And so, when it comes to marriage, which was intended to last forever, was intended to be an eternal relationship, Jesus says, "Don't let man separate that." But then he carries on. He says, he says more. Verses um, 10 to 12, please, if you can read that. <clears throat> and in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Okay. These are Jesus' words, mm. right? So you're talking about um, having a strict, strict view before, right? I mean, this is this is pretty uh, this is pretty clear. We're, they've just talked about the certificate of divorce, and they said, "Well, if a certificate of divorce is given, and they marry again, they've committed adultery." Mm. And according to the law of Moses, committing adultery is sin. a sin. <laughs> yeah. And so we could apply that today and say, "Oh well, if I divorce and get married, then I've committed ad- adultery." And some have that view. Some have taken that view. Um, one of my other favorite writers, uh, Wayne, Wayne Grudem, one of my favorite the, uh, systematic theologians back in college, he used to have this view, but uh, he wrote a paper um, just not too long ago, mm. which is really good. It was called, um, he used to have those two views. There's only two, two ways to divorce according to what Jesus said. But he's looked at some of the things we're looking at as well, and he's like, hmm, it's not that, you know. It's not that simple. Yeah, some mm. things that Paul said have kind of opened up the open up these um, floodgates. So right here in Mark 10, we, we hear from Jesus' words that if you do divorce, then you remarriage is, is adultery. Is adultery. Yeah. There's, but, in this particular passage, there's no uh, exceptions. Correct. Mm. Correct. It's, it's straightforward. <clears throat> you know, the, the, the thought of exceptions is like, oh, this, this is, this is, uh, uh, what would we, this is, um, Rebellious, mm. you know, to think anything outside of this. But we're going to look at some some mm. other things that Jesus said. Before we go there, let's have a look at the Deuteronomy twenty four. Sure, and this is the original uh, 
um, command of Moses that uh, they That's were referring, right. they were referring to, to. That Jesus referred to. That's right. And we'll just read the first uh, four verses, I think. It says, uh, When a man takes a wife and marries her, if then she finds no favour in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her, and he writes a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, and she departs out of his house, and if she goes and becomes another man's wife, and the latter man hates her and writes a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, or if the latter man dies who took her to be his wife, then the former husband who sent her away may not take her again to be his wife after she has been defiled. For that is an abomination before the Lord, and you shall not bring sin upon the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> on the first so glance... You can't that, go back to your first wife once you've moved on. <laughs> that's right. And she can't go back to the, the first, first husband. husband. That's right. Mm. What, what, are you, what are your first glance when you read that? What does it sound like in our, in our cultural context, I suppose? What does it sound like? Well, like to me, for me personally, that makes sense, right? Yep. Like if you've divorced, you've divorced for a reason. God never intended divorce to be an option, really. Yeah. But you have gone ahead and done that, so you can't rejoin what has been broken apart, basically. But I don't know. I'm not sure where you're going with that thought. Well, in in the particular time that this this was written, there's a, a... the Code of Hammurabi, which gives us a really good indication of what the culture was like because it's got laws and little things like that that tell mm-hmm. us what the Mediterranean, ancient Mediterranean lives were like. For, for example, it talks about um, how if the wife can't give birth, then you can take one of the servants mm-hmm. and she can mother yeah. the child, right? Things like that. So that, that was quite that's, standard. That's how Abraham, Abraham right. Yeah. So that was quite standard in that time. And the Code of Hammurabi, um, the husband could basically have their wife, divorce their wife, have their wife go somewhere else with another man. Oh, to get pregnant and then come back? Yeah, and then, and then and remarry again. And, yeah. and even today, there are some cultures that have, that allow, that the man prostitutes their wife, mm. you know, takes them back. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. And, mm. and there are cases too um, that you can read. And, 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 uh, you, you, can, you can marry for a very short period of time in order to avoid adultery, and right. then you divorce straight afterwards. Correct. And mm. so, I've, and I've taken a bit of liberty, and you know, like when I, when I do study, I try and imagine the without the code or the law saying it. For example, I'll give you an example. You know, the the, the Ten Commandments. When he gave the Ten Commandments to the people, he said, "Do not murder and do not steal." Mm. For me, when I sit down and think about it. That means there were some people. There, there were people amongst them that thought, "Oh, I thought, it was okay I, I thought taking other people's stuff was fine." You know, mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, killing, you kill a person if you don't like them. You know, so the law made them pull them up and went, "Oh, okay." So I, I try and look at the implications and the ramifications. And when I look at this, that a man could do that. If a man told kick, kick the woman out and said, "Hey, you know, you can get out of my house. I don't want to be with you anymore," goes and bees with a goes with another man, and he realizes, you know what? I really liked her. A year later, he'll mm. go back to that house and say to the man, "Hey, I want her back." Mm. And take you know, imagine, imagine that type mm. of lifestyle. So, mm. and, and there was other things you can read into it. And mm. so, when God gave this certificate of divorce, it was to protect His people. Mm. You know, it was to ensure that none of that happened. It was to mm. ensure that the women don't get prostituted by their husbands. To ensure that when you've made this decision, it's final. It's final. You can't just. You know, go in and grab her when like she's property. You know, mm. this, this is not how this is not how this works. Mm. 
And um, so here we are. Here we can see that God again is giving, you know, concession, mm. and not not His plan. But no, in, in the grand scheme of things, if people are going to divorce or separate, yeah. this is a better plan than having the option of being able to divorce and, and remarry just for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. I mean, you look at a classic example of uh, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Mm. You know, she'd been issued a certificate of divorce five times, or four times apparently, you know, and you think, oh, and this is terrible. I'm going to talk about um, <clears throat> these schools, these rabbinical schools. Uh, and so that that topic of marriage and divorce was a hot topic at the time that Jesus was around. And so it's <clears throat> like if we had, um, if we started talking about politics of, you know, should Australia become a republic or not? You know, like that, that, that was, uh, I don't know if that's still a hot topic. It was when I first moved here. I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, we had well, a referendum about yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Why, why, why are all the kids at school talking about this? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Any of this come from New Zealand. But it was the hot topic at the time, and they wanted to see how Jesus can weigh in on it, you know? Mm. And so, you know, we, we're starting to open that up. Mm. So. Mm. Well, we had Margie respond to our question today, and our question was, <laughs> how would marriage be if there was no option to separate? And uh, we'd still love you to answer this, 0488-880-891. Margie's answered and said, I think marriage and life could turn out disastrous, especially if it was a violent uh, marriage mm. or Good she point. said he had aggro in it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> if if uh, the couple were permanently angry at each other, I guess that means. Oof. And I've, I've <clears throat> had those type of marriages in my pastoral experience as well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um I think uh, sometimes it's actually important to separate in order just for physical safety, isn't it, David? That mm. uh, if um, if somebody is uh, physically threatening someone else, um, that's a very good reason to at least physically separate yourself from that situation. So, nevertheless, okay, text us in. How would uh, marriage be if there was no option to separate? We'd love to hear from you today. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is There is a Redeemer by Keith Green, and I believe Keith Green's one of your favourite musicians.
precious God's own Son, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Leo. And we're in our second uh, program today that where we're talking about marriage and marriage and divorce. Um, I think um, we we're going to call this Two Become One Part Two. Yeah. So... Um, in a way, a lot of our discussion today is is talking about um, the thinking behind divorce and uh, the reasons why, or you know, some of the justifications or the questions that people had in in the time of Jesus and how he responded. So, yeah, we're going to be uh, looking at another example here. Is this the same case in a different gospel, or is it a different case? Same here? case. Same case. Same case. Right. Yeah, this, these are Jesus' words again, but from in the in the book of Matthew. Before we jump there. <clears throat> thinking uh, at the time that Jesus had, you know, this is a hot discussion, there were two popular schools of thought from the, the rab- rabbinical schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the schools were, there's a school of Shammai and the school of Halal. And quite often these two schools, they were the ones that were up against each other. You know, it's like Americans with the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, and yeah. you know, they're two and fro. And so the Pharisees are like, which side are you on? Yeah. You know, which, which which side do you take, Jesus? And and there was even in the leadership, there's the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they were yeah, sort of... that's right. They'll, they'll go... They had different beliefs as well, didn't they? That's right. That's right. <clears throat> and, so, and, and so the Sadducees too would look at the two schools, the rabbinical mm. schools. Shammai, they had the understanding, um, the school of Shammai had the understanding that it had to be a serious offence for divorce to be uh, justified, you know, mm. to be able to go through a certificate of divorce. The school of Halal, they went as far and said, you know, if they ruin your dish, if she ruins your dish, then, you know, you can you can do that as well. And if you look at Deuteronomy 24, verse 1, it said, if they have no longer found favor in your eyes and for indecency, mm. that's what it says. So mm. that, that's like, well, how do you interpret that? Mm. And there's another one, now, what's this? I can't remember his name, but this rabbi came with the thought that even if she's not pretty, if you see someone that's prettier, then that's that's the grounds for divorce as well. Mm. So you know you can see the uh, slippery slope that we can fall into as well. You know mm. when we read these words of Jesus and we read from Scripture that we can end up going, you know what, indecency. Hmm, what's indecency? Oh, they they kept on, um, you know, they they keep telling me to come to bed when they went to bed, and I didn't like that. That's indecent. You know, like you can come up with all sorts of things. So we've got to be very cautious. When we're talking about, uh, and that's why we talk about marriage first, mm. because we've got to see how huge and magnificent marriage is before we discuss this, knowing that that's no small matter. We're dealing with a, with a huge issue here. Mm. So we jump to Matthew and see what, so it's the same case as Mark 10, but we hear something different come from um, the way that Jesus is worded here, and it's in verse 8, I think. 8, yes. Yep. 
And so uh, there'd been some discussion beforehand, but it says here, he said to them, because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. Mm-hmm. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. Okay, now we've got another, you know. Yeah. This is, this is so this is an extension of what we just read earlier. Right, Mark mm-hmm. 10 was, <clears throat> if they divorce and remarry, that's adultery. That's adultery. But now it's saying... Uh, if except for sexual immorality. Except for sexual immorality. And that word is chosen there. I know I haven't got time to get into it um, now. Uh, the word poneo, which is what Jesus uses, is the Greek word for it. You know, and it's not it's not related to, um, you know, our understanding of the word porno is not necessarily related to the word poneo. Poneo takes on a whole branch as an umbrella word for all types of sexual immorality. You know, mm-hmm. incest, um bestiality, uh, all, um, adultery, you know, just it, it takes on a whole lot of that. So it's interesting that Jesus uses that, that particular word. You know, it's, it doesn't, um, there's another word in the Greek. It, it's w- a very broad word, not a narrow word. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, there's another word um, in the studies. It's not coming to my mind at the moment. But it's a very specific, but he doesn't use that word. Hmm. He decides, he, you know, the, the word here is, is used here. And so he says for anything that um, in, in that particular when it comes to sexual immorality, then that is grounds for adultery, mm. right? And grounds for, um, you know, why, why someone should uh, divorce. Mm. It's interesting. Afterwards, it says in verse 10, the disciples said, oh, such is the case of man with his wife. It's better not to marry. Mm. <laughs> and Jesus, referred, Jesus says, but he said to them, not everyone can receive the saying, but only to those whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive it, this receive it. And so Jesus is like, yeah, good, good, good observation, disciples. If, mm. um, if it is too hard, then don't do it. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> this, uh, not that I want to get into this, but this really, um, Shows us that there is a place for singleness. Mm. You know, there are. Mm. Got Jesus is saying, when you choose that lifestyle of singleness for the sake of the kingdom, and you can do it, mm. then do it. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, okay, that's very different to be fruitful and multiply. So. <laughs> yeah, so we do have um, what seems to be almost contradictory views here, and Paul also promoted singleness. Yeah, we're going to go there too. Yeah, yeah. but um, interesting, and yet, and yet, this model of marriage and the family is is. So intrinsically connected to the demonstration of God's love for us, and and you know the family that we become part of when we when we uh, become a Christian and follow Him. Yeah, yeah, this so is true. It's it's interesting that there's this singleness <laughs> understanding. Yeah, yeah, as well. Um, so, I've got a I've got a question that yeah. I've got to ask. So when we read the Deuteronomy passage, <coughs> it really looks like it's. Um, it's it's framed from the man's perspective, yeah, right, yep, and because uh, it's you know the, a man can divorce his wife, you know, but but does it apply equally the other way around? Is what I'm saying because you know I don't think God is a misogynist. No, definitely not. Well, in the in the um, in the world that the Jews lived in in the time that Deuteronomy was written, it was definitely a patriarchal patriarchal world. You know, mm. woman. To, even to the time of Jesus, were dependent upon men to have a social status. Mm. You know, that's why um, you wanted to be married, because if you had children, you wanted your children to be looked after as well. Mm. And um, when we get into Corinthians, you will see, even even the, um, even the next 
actually, when we get to Corinthians, you'll see that it is. It's balanced. It is balanced. Yeah. Is a, it goes both ways, you know, when we look mm-hmm. at Paul. But before we jump to Corinthians, let's look at one more thing that Jesus says. And it's in Luke 16, 18. Yep. It says in Luke 16, 18, Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. And he who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. Okay, so that's very similar. So that's sort we, of both ways, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's um, it's very similar to what Mark ten said. Mm. You know, so um, that strict view of once you're divorced, you can't remarry. That's where this comes from. Mm. And not only that, um, the church fathers. Oh, okay, I'm going to babble on. I'll, I'll, I'll say you, really you better quick. babble quickly. Yeah, yeah really quickly. <laughs> the church fathers, uh, Jerome in particular, said something along these lines that when you get married, there's no no separation. If you do, it's it's wrong. So through the Catholic Church, this has become a very powerful thing that once you once you uh, marry, that's it. If you divorce, you're done. You've mm. you've had your you've had your you know your chance at at um, getting fruit from that tree. But let's go to First Corinthians seven. Man, hopefully we can get through this. 1 Corinthians 7. We won't read what I was planning on uh, doing, but verses 10. Oh. So which which verses do you want me to read? I think we're going to go 10, 10 to 16, I think. Okay. Yeah. Let's read that. It says, To the married, I give you this charge, not I, but the Lord. So this is where he's saying this yeah. really comes from God. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does... She should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest, I say, this is I, not the Lord, mm. that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? So here's a very common thing that is even in the the church today, you know. Uh, and one of the hardest things too is when you're when somebody wants to get to know Jesus through Bible studies, but their spouse doesn't. Mm. You know, it's it's always a difficult. I I, I already expect if they're not going to join in, I already expect this is going to be a tough one because somebody's about to make that decision. Somebody's going to become a believer, and one's going to be an unbeliever, mm. right? But he makes this he makes this observation, and he says to the unbeliever, right, to the unbeliever, if they separate. Then leave it be. In, in the in the Hellenistic world, if you wanted to if you wanted to divorce, you just walked out of the home, right? The the man can walk out of the home and and it's over. It's done. It's finished. It's it, it's uh it's the end of the marriage. The woman can walk out of the home and it's the end of the marriage. Now a believer now understands the importance of marriage, mm. right? And when it comes to the there's all sorts of uh, conclusions that can be made. I'm I'm going to try and jump on this really quickly in our next section, and um, but. I definitely didn't get through what I wanted to do, Jason. <laughs> this morning is so much into this, but uh, yeah, well, and hopefully we'll answer that question from last week as well. From yeah, because um, yeah. ultimately here in the case of uh, somebody leaving, walking out, um, you know, Paul gives some very clear instruction here about uh, the. It says here they're not enslaved if if an unbeliever leaves. Yeah, and that's a weird thing. Mm. That's a really weird thing because what can you do? Mm. 
You know, you can't do, yeah, you can't do yeah. anything. Let it be so. Mm. I mean, you can you can chase your tail, you can mm. try and stop, but mm. the truth is, they're a, they can make a decision on their own own terms. You know. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've got a book offer today. This is actually the same book that we offered last week because it's still applicable. It's called For Better or For Worse. Oh, sorry, For Better or For Best. <laughs> Goodness, I've, uh, I've, uh, that's been ingrained in my mind, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the vowels. Building Your Marriage Heart to Heart by Tom and Elaine Waters. Is your marriage vibrant and continually getting better or cold and growing worse with the passing of time? Whether you are more in love... <coughs> Uh, then on your wedding day or thinking there's no love left, read this book, apply the practical principles and experience how God will transform your love and marriage. Tom and Elaine open to you the heartache of the past and the happiness found in the life-changing principles of God's word that have made their love vibrant and fulfilling. This is our book offer for today. After the break, we'll give you the code for this. And this is Adam's Fall by 11th Hour.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing our program today with David Leo. We've been talking about marriage and divorce and uh, some of the uh, things we're talking about are, are challenging. And, uh, yep. But uh, <clears throat> it's important that we study what the Word of God has to say about this as well. So uh, I promised our book offer today, our book giveaway. It's the same book that we gave away last week for better or for best. And the code is FAMILY11, FAMILY11. Text that in, no spaces, to 04-88-880-891. David, uh, we've got a few things to finish up with you today. So much more I wanted to say. We might have to do a part three. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yes, so we're looking at Paul's, um, you know, he's done a, he's done an exception to the rule. Mm. We looked at what Jesus said, Mm. and he even says it. He says, um, not the Lord, but I, you know, I say this, Mm. but he says it as an authority, uh, as an apostle and as an authority, right? And so when he, when he talks here about having an unbelieving husband or an unbelieving wife and in the Hellenistic culture and the Roman world that he's living in, you could just walk out of the relationship and that's deemed a divorce. Mm. That's grounds for okay, they're done. Mm. They're, they're finished. So, so in your mind of this scripture, mm-hmm. d- does that mean that the woman who's left, who's been abandoned, you know, because the unbelievers walked out, uh, it says here they're they're no longer enslaved or something like that. Yep. So, does that mean they're free to remarry? Well, now, now think about <laughs> this, right? This is a very um, when you look at the implications of what this, why Paul had to say this, mm. uh, and there's a, um, there's a somebody has shared, I can't remember what book, but it shared a, a, a funeral inscription of someone that lived in a Hellenistic culture, and it said, and very uncommon is it for um, marriages to last, but we were married for forty years, right? And so you, you know from that inscription that that. Marriages didn't last back then. Mm. You know, they went and did mm. whatever. It was, it was like you could do whatever you like. If I don't mm. like you, I'm going to go over here. It's a bit you know, like so. the world we live in today, isn't it? Correct. <laughs> and then when you start thinking, when you start thinking on those lines, you realize why Paul's bringing the gospel marriage idea. Mm. Hey, try to make this work. And he's talking to the hey, now that you believe, try to make this work because your marriage is going to demonstrate to others what God's kingdom looks like, and you're going to make a difference, mm. right? And what you just said, if you look, if you look closely at verse 15, yeah. It's, this is what you're referring to. It said, but if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. Mm. Right? So it's using two different things here, separate and enslaved. Um, and it's interesting to look at the, the uh, original Greek and the words that are used there as well. I won't get into it because of our, our time, but mm. this is where Wayne Grudem really changed his mind in the, in the, um, the phrase there, a popular Greek phrase, not just using the, uh, not just there in the Bible. When you take that phrase in such cases, it was used outside the Bible as well, and uh, and other, other, um, acad- uh, well, I suppose we could call it academic work for the ancient days, but it's pluralistic, right? In such cases, so now this is where the slippery slope can start, right? Mm. But he's saying in this particular case, when the woman or the man leaves, then. You know, you're no longer enslaved mm. to, or you're no longer bound by, um, by what you believed was the only restrictions for divorce, what mm. we were told, right? But so here are the cases. Um, as Margie had mentioned before, um, violence, should some, should somebody stay in a marriage where they're constantly be, being, um, violently abused, abused yeah. or, you know, 
uh, verbally abused? Mm. And some would say yes. Emo- emotional abuse? Yeah, a whole lot, right? And mm. you know, is it God's intention that you live in a marriage where you're just constantly being, uh, you know, being brought down, your you know, everything your worth is dragged down in the mud every single see, day. See, to me, if you look at the instructions of uh, marriage that Paul also gives, that you know, husbands are meant to love their wives. That is not love. No, they no. have broken their covenant. That's right. That's right. And so, I suppose you get, we're going to make that transition now to the time that we live in, the civil laws that we're living under, mm. the um, you know, uh, uh, the biblical the biblical concept that we that still upholds and we you know I'm, and I'm trying to encourage you know make it make it work um, although God does make those concessions so it's important for us to be very uh, faithful to our biblical um, understanding our prayer and be faithful to God mm. and so Maggie I know I know I didn't answer it direct but in our um, in our explore exploration of this subject, I hope it opens up the door for anyone, not just Margie, but for anyone that's going through this, that you have some things to look at and say, you know, Lord, what would you have me do mm. in, in this in um, this situation? But in any case, reconciliation and uh, is the, is the best. But not in such possible. cases, in such cases, it's not uh, always possible. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, we've got uh, 20 seconds left um, of our program, which uh, is not much, but uh, is there any final concluding mark, remark you want to make? Um, yeah. Like, like Jesus said, like what I said in Genesis, um, what God has joined together, let no human or man separate. And that should be our ideal. And yeah. yeah. The reality is, though, that it's, it's not always um, achievable. And, no. And so God is still a, a loving and forgiving and merciful God. Yes. But that doesn't mean that we should just willy-nilly, if you want to call it that, Correct. just treat marriage uh, cheaply. Yeah. And uh, get the book offer. <laughs> Do everything you can, you know. If there's somebody that's taking the place of your spouse and speaking words your spouse should be speaking, then cut that off and, you know. Put your spouse where it's supposed where it's supposed to be in yourself as well, mm. and and that's true, isn't it? We we shouldn't um, allow people to tread on us like mm. doormats. And, yeah, amen. Uh, God, yeah, I think sometimes Christians have taken uh, some statements to the extreme. Oh, I can tell and you stories. <laughs> allow ourselves to be abused and uh, and used, and yeah, that's mm. not what God intends. No, no, no. Very good. Well, um, tomorrow we've got David Maxwell joining us. He'll be uh, joining me with a title called Empowered. And uh, I'm looking forward to that with David. And next week you're going to be going on with something called Living or Marital Living, Living as a Couple. Yeah. Interesting. We will uh, look forward to that next week. But right now, this is our last song. It's called I Will Trust in You by Neville Peter. We do pray that uh, you encounter Jesus more today and that you have peace in your relationship with him. Who can tell the sun Exactly where to be Who can hang a billion stars in space Out in a galaxy I have seen the many miracles That happen No one else can do So I will trust in you Who can bear my shame
cleanse my every stain Who will stand with me when I'm alone And speak joy to my pain Who can take my broken heart And give me strength to make it through Like you do So I will trust I will trust you in the storm For in the end I will shine just like gold To know you in the fellowship Of your pain and suffering Is part of your plan to make me whole You can share my heart and make it last always who can turn my sorrow into joy and into songs of praise How 